what's up guys good morning good afternoon good night whatever time you're listening to this uh hope you're doing good hope you're doing great and i hope that you've been enjoying our devos i uh, hope it's helping you understand how to read the bible a little better as well as how uh to apply it to your life it's actually been pretty good good joy for me as i'm going through this getting to read the scriptures man there's something beautiful about reading the scriptures it's like they uh, illuminate. They're illuminated every time with something new, something fresh. And that's just the power of God. So glad you're here. We're in Galatians chapter 2, verse 11. And we're going to go ahead and read all the way through the end to 21. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get it. It says, But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For prior to the coming of certain men from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he began to withdraw and hold himself aloof, fearing the party of the circumcision. The rest of the Jews joined him in hypocrisy, with the result that even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in the presence of all, If you, being a Jew, live like the Gentiles and not like the Jews, how is it that you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We are Jews by nature, not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even when he had, even when we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Since by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. But if while seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, is Christ then a minister of sin? May it never be. For if I rebuild what I have once destroyed, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Ooh, man, hey. That's a powerful one. This is one that's uh, what do you call it? A, a coffee mug verse is in this. It's that I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. It's not I, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I live in the faith, I live by the and the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. What a powerful scripture. Well, a lot of times those scriptures are taken out of context. So let's let's read and see uh, where it actually stands in scripture. So the first thing we do every time we dive into the scriptures is we see what Paul is actually talking about, and he is continuing on. This is a letter, so. It starts. It has a, a, a continued flow. It's kind of weird sometimes that we break it up into chapters and verses, and sometimes the chapters actually are broken up where it disjoins the letter. But uh, yeah, they did that so we can uh, find the scriptures a lot easier, and it really helps. But anyway, sorry for that tangent, but let's jump back on it, man. So we see as we continue on this notion, I think from last week we talked about, last week, yesterday we talked about how um, that... We are either to please, well, we're not either to, it's we either do look to please men or please God. Paul said he is going to please God. And so Peter, uh, Paul confronts Peter because he begins to change the gospel because he got a little talking to by, I guess, these Judaizers, Judaizers I was talking about came and talked to him, but they came with the authority of James. So I don't believe, and a lot of people, I believe, uh, uh, that have talked about the scripture, don't say that James sent them. They just called themselves up James, or maybe that uh, they came from 
James's church. Uh, but either way, a lot of people don't believe this is what James. Uh, uh, it, this is not. They weren't sent from James. Um, but uh, yeah, these guys came, and I guess Peter, when hearing that they were from James, kind of shrunk back from what he knew to be the truth of the gospel. And so Paul had to confront him, man. He said he came right to his face. The thing was, is uh, he was telling these Gentiles that they had to eat like Gentiles. So uh, if you like lobster, nah, can't do it. If you like bacon, I like bacon. Nah, you can't do it. Just had a hamburger today with bacon and Canadian bacon. So delicious. But nah, I couldn't do it. Wearing clothes and mixed fibers, that shirt you're probably wearing, ain't 100% cotton. Nah, you can't do it. And so uh, Paul kind of, uh, not kind of, but really got angry at Peter. He said he opposed him in public. You see, I think that it's this 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 is, is an important thing. The gospel is so important that Paul had to oppose him outright in front of everybody. This is church discipline because when it comes to the gospel, the gospel says if you if you if you if you change up the gospel. From the one that we first uh, uh, believed, the one that they first received and gave to us, you ought to be a curse. It's a serious thing, man. I think this is a big theme is the gospel is a serious thing. And if we try and change it, it's a serious consequence. And so Paul had to oppose Peter publicly. And then after that, he talks about what the gospel is, that it's not by works of the law that we're saved. There's nothing that we can do in the law. He starts to explain the gospel. He says it's only by faith in Jesus. Matter of fact, at the end, he says if it was by the law, if there was any way, any way possible for us to achieve salvation by our own actions, through our own merit, then Jesus died needlessly. Now, take that in, guys. If there was any way, Jesus said it himself, man, in, in uh, Matthew, I think. It's where he says, if there's any way for this cup to pass from me, God, then let it happen. But, but God said no. The Father said no. And so Jesus went and bore our sins on the cross. There is no way. There's no way. That's what Paul's trying to uh, uh, let them know. There is no way that we can be justified outside of the death of burial and resurrection of Christ and we need to know that so that that scripture that Paul talks about is a summation of his life from the salvation that he receives and now the outward life that he lives so we're leading up to that that that, that famous verse that uh, that that wonderful verse what it is talking about is that our life is only in Christ, and it's by us dying to the law. That's that belief, that faith in Christ says that we are in Christ. Uh, he, he puts his spirit within us, and that causes us to die. That's the picture of baptism is that you're buried. That means that, that you are, are dead, you're, and you're raised up to the life in Christ. So once we are uh, dead, buried, and raised up out of that water, that means that we live in Christ. And the life that we live now, the life that we live in this flesh, is no longer our life. It is the Son of God's life. It is Jesus' life. And he lives through us by his Holy Spirit. Man, that's wonderful because we should all remember that we're dead. And it is Christ who lives in us. What's it say about man? Well, 
again, I have to go back to what we've been talking about for the past couple of days now through this whole thing is that men like to find their uh, uh, identity, their joy, their self-esteem in other people. That's dangerous. Because Peter, strong apostle, strong apostle. You know what I mean? The rock is what they call him. The rock. And he falls to this false prey to this idea that he needs to listen to these guys because they're from James. That's tough. But it happens if it would happen to one like Peter, it can happen to us. And that's that's what that's what this this verse, this Bible is saying about man. But even more importantly, I think, is that tangent I went on just a second ago is that there is no way that man can save himself. It is impossible. There is no way that man can save himself. We are doomed and damned because of our sin. And the only way for us to make uh, uh, make reconciliation with God is in the God-man, Jesus Christ. I missed a big one. I missed a big one, guys, when I talked about who God is in this. <laughs> He's the Savior. Jesus is the way in which we find reconciliation with God. Jesus, the God-man, is the only way for reconciliation. Yeah, that's who it says that Jesus is in here. That's who it says about God, is that he is Jesus, the propitiation. Big word, which I said a couple of days ago, is the appeasement of the anger that justly God has for sinners. Because Jesus offered up himself, we no longer have to receive that wrath. How can I apply this in my life, though? Again, again, man, I don't know what it is, but it's such a beautiful song. Like I said a couple of days ago is that, man, we need to remember, preach, say, talk about, teach the gospel to ourselves every day. It's so important. These first two chapters that we've been reading in Galatians just expresses the necessity, the power, the importance of the gospel. We need to listen to it, teach it to ourselves, that we're sinners, filthy sinners, but God so loves. As a matter of fact, God loved us in such a way that he would reconcile enemies to himself. That's a beautiful thing. And we need to remember that it says that if there were any way for us to be reconciled by our own merit and our own actions, Jesus wouldn't have died. So that's a powerful statement to who man is. But it's also a powerful statement to the love that God has for me individually, me, and he has for you. So. That's what I'm going to live, is that I got to love, remember, preach the gospel to myself. Yeah. And know that my identity, who I am, is in Christ because I no longer live. All this, these uh, uh, things that I think I have to look for in man to be have great self-esteem or self-worth. Nah, nah, nah. That's not where it comes from. That is not where it comes from. Where it comes from is knowing that Christ lives in me. The old me's dead. The one that, uh, and I, I've got to keep doing it every day. I've got to keep dying to myself. I've got to keep dying to that 
life that I feel I should be living in my flesh. Because now the way that I live in my flesh is by Jesus Christ through faith. The faith I've placed in him or the faithfulness of Jesus to live in me because he will be faithful until the end. That is how I live. And that's what I'm going to take with me. What about you guys? What do you think about the scripture? And what are you going to apply it to your life today as you live? I pray that you would uh, remember that God has saved you, that he loves you, and that he lives in you and wants to display his glory in you. I'll see you guys tomorrow, and I thank you uh, for listening.